0: going to go back to my message on wisdom. You know in the days of Job, there was already a question. How many know the book that was written first in the Bible? What book is it? Job. That's the first book of the Bible. Not Genesis. Job. That's the first book that was written. Now in the days of Job, there was this constant question. Guess what the question was about? Wisdom wisdom very important they wanted to know where to find wisdom why because job knew and his friends knew that wisdom is the principal thing the number one thing wisdom is the principal thing and in job 28 verse 12 it says but where can wisdom be found they were living and searching for wisdom where can wisdom be found it's not natural wisdom it's not common sense this is a different kind of wisdom it says where can wisdom be found and where does understanding live that's important people do not understand the value of wisdom can you hear from that time most people don't understand the value of wisdom and we're not talking about natural wisdom we are talking about supernatural wisdom wisdom from god himself and even in the time of job this was already a question and job and his friends knew there is something about wisdom even before solomon spoke about wisdom where can you find wisdom and where does understanding live what what we're saying is wisdom is somehow tied to understanding that's what they're saying where does it live people do not understand the value of wisdom we don't most people don't so they are all, they already knew in the time that wisdom has such great value and only if you understand the value that you will ask for it solomon understood the value amen He knew exactly what he wanted from God. He knew what was important. God gave him insight. Remember when when Peter said to Jesus, thou art the Christ, and Jesus made it clear to him, this didn't come from your wisdom. He came from my father. My father revealed this to you. He got the insight. That's what Solomon got. He understood. Or from the time of Job, He already somehow deep in his heart, he knew that this is what I really needed. Not natural wisdom that you are born with, but supernatural wisdom that comes from God. I need that. Solomon asked and God gave it to him. And James says, if you lack, you can ask from God and God will give it to you. It says it does not, it's not found among those who are alive. In other words, it's not natural. It's not in our life here. It's not on the people on there you can set other translations you can find it on the earth he's not here he's got to come from heaven that's what he's saying he's got to come from God it's so important we have to understand the value of wisdom and then in uh, Job chapter 38 verse 36 he says who put wisdom inside the mind so again we're going back to those things where can you find wisdom or oh, understanding in the uh, heart so you got two things, understanding in the heart. Your heart is your spirit. You're born again spirit. Understanding in the heart. Wisdom in the mind. So your mind draws from where? What is the understanding in your heart? It goes to your mind so that it can come in the, into the physical realm where it works. So uh, wisdom is really understanding in the heart that then expresses itself from your mind, which is wisdom that people see and understand and they can see what's going on and then that's wisdom. You know something? Um, A lot of Christians have this wisdom But the understanding, the the earthly type of wisdom, because the reason for that is the fear of the Lord is what? The beginning of wisdom. It's there, but they are not expressing it. It's already there because it's understanding in the heart. And Jesus talked about this, we'll come into that. It's already there, but it's not expressed. Why? Because they've taken off their, they're taking their eyes off the one who is the source of wisdom. And they're listening to the world. And what the world is offering. And what's happening in the world. And so they take their eyes off from wisdom, the source of wisdom, even though it's in their heart, they're not expressing it. And so they are not gaining the success that God desires for a man to gain on earth. That's very important. Let's look at the, what the scripture says about us being born into wisdom. We talked about this last week. First Corinthians chapter one verse 24 but to those who are called that's all of us here both Jews and Greeks Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God and verse thirty says but of him you are in Christ because of God you are in Christ Jesus became for us wisdom notice what jesus became for us and you have to have this understanding in your heart that's why paul prayed in ephesians chapter one that god will give us what the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of our understanding being enlightened so you know the hope of your calling so we need this understanding in the heart revelation in the heart. So, there is a hope in your calling. God just didn't call you to get saved just to go to heaven. There is a hope here for you in your calling. Just like God called Abraham, there is a hope for every one of us. And we're going to go through trials, we're going to go through troubles. And sometimes those things, they help us to dig deeper. The problems that come into our hearts. They help us to dig deeper. If you go back when you have problems, you go away from God, you really lack understanding in the heart. Because God's taking you. He leads us in the paths of righteousness. What? For his name's sake. And sometimes that path of righteousness, there's some kind of, there's a lot of trouble. A lot of questions. Things that you don't understand. Where you're going through it. You've never been there before. But God's been there. He knows where you're going to be. He's leading you. If you are his child, I'm telling you he's leading you. And the things that are happening to you, they are not coincidence. There's no coincidence with God. He knows exactly what he's doing. But when we don't have that understanding in the heart, we, we take the detour, And we're doing our own thing. And you go through the wilderness again for another 40 years till you get back again to where you're supposed to be. May God have mercy on us. <laughs> he is for us. We are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom. That's what we need from God and righteousness, not just wisdom. Jesus has become for us righteousness. Everything that is being spoken. You notice he talks about wisdom and then he talks about Jesus' righteousness. These are very important. We can't be righteous on our own. God gives that to us. But here, wisdom and righteousness are placed as if they are in the same place. So wisdom is really important. Wisdom in God is so important. It's sanctification. That means separation from the world. Set apart from God. Just like God set apart Aaron for the ministry. David to become king. You are being sanctified, set apart by God for himself, for a special purpose. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. That's what the scripture says. And also for redemption. So Jesus has become all of that for us. Now, let's look at the power of wisdom. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 7, it says, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. We speak the the wisdom of God in a mystery. It's simple, but it's still a mystery. It's the wisdom of God. It's always a mystery. The hidden wisdom of God, which God ordained before the ages, for who? For us, for our glory. God set apart wisdom for you so that you can inherit glory. Wisdom for your glory. Not when you get to heaven, right here. He ordained it. In other words, God set it apart for us. So every one of us is entitled to the wisdom of God. It's intangible, but you can have it is set apart for your glory. And if you look at the word, the meaning of the word glory, that's magnificence, splendor, wonder. So God set his wisdom, another word is beauty. So the wisdom of God that is set apart, ordained by God, set apart for us, is to beautify your life. So that your life can be a wonder. Nobody understands what's going on. They see you this year and then by next year, God's changed things in your life. And it's from glory, Tim, mentioned that on Sunday, it's from glory to glory. It's the wisdom of God that transports you to your place of glory. And God ordained this for us before jesus came this was set apart for us and i've got to have it i've got to have it you know in in isaiah i believe chapter 8 i believe verse 18 it says i i and the children whom the lord has given to me we are for what signs and wonders and and, and the glo- that's the glory he's talking about here Glory, one of the meaning of the word glory is wonder. You are the light of the world, Jesus said. You are the salt of the earth. That's what Jesus said. We really are. And he was not talking just so we feel good. No, that's exactly who you are and he wasn't lying. That's, he told us the truth. That's glory. That means without your life, the world will be in darkness. We don't see ourselves that way because we don't know that God is giving us this mystery of his wisdom. And what we speak, we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery. That's what this is all about. That we have to believe God now looking look chapter 21 and i'm going to go to another verse is so important look 21 verse 15 it says for i will give you jesus said i will this was before he went to the cross this was before the day of pentecost this was before the covenant was cut between god and man the new covenant jesus was promising this was a promise that's already been fulfilled and it is still being fulfilled today for everyone who believes everyone who calls jesus lord god can use you and he can do incredible things you know we're talking about putting television stuff in nigeria these days i can see it in my mind those people that are giving to this you'll be amazed because there will be so many testimonies of people that are saved people that are healed people that are delivered from demons people that are filled with the holy spirit people that are in church because i can tell how? Because God's showing me exactly what I needed to do. He's showing me constantly, every day. He's showing me what to do. So I'm expecting a lot. And that's glory. Amen? God, Jesus said, for I will give you a mouth. So we speak the wisdom of God, what? In a mystery, right? Jesus said, I will give you a mouth and wisdom. Two things. I'll give you a mouth as if you didn't have a mouth when you were born. <laughs> you already have one. But this is a different kind of mouth that he gives. It's a promise. I will give you a mouth and a, and wisdom. And he says tells us what that's going to do for us. Wish all your adversaries that all the demons in hell. Amen. Everyone who wishes you evil. What enemies, it don't matter where where they're coming from. Principalities and powers, Jesus said, I'm going to give you, and I believe he's already given me, I'm going to give you a mouth and wisdom that not some, but all of your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. That's the wisdom of God. They can't contradict it. They can't resist it. He knocks them down every time. No argument. Amen. That's just what God promised. And we got to believe. You know, sometimes I read these scriptures and they way over my head, you know. I know what the meaning is, but boy, but what does this really mean in the way I live? So I tell God, you know, God, I don't understand, but baptize me with whatever that is. <laughs> Amen baptize me, give me, slowly get me to that place where I understand this. So I lose the fear of anything that I come before me and, and know that God is with me. But he said, I'm going to give you a mouth. And he did. You saw how Peter was talking to the high priest, the same individuals that killed Jesus, he could care less. And they said, the scripture says, and they took note of um, that they had been with Jesus. He talked like Jesus. Pilate was confused when Jesus spoke to him. He says, I've dealt with everybody else. I don't understand this one. This is different. But Jesus never said much to him. When he wanted Jesus to say a word, Jesus wouldn't say anything to him. And he's thinking, I've never dealt with anybody like this. I don't want anything. Remember he got water to wash his hands off it. If read about Pilate, how wicked that man was. But when he came to Jesus, he saw something different he's never seen before. And he wasn't going to have a part. They forced him to do what he never really, because he didn't understand who Jesus was. In his mind, there's something different about this guy, and I don't want anything. And his wife was telling him, this is trouble, leave it alone. And when Jesus spoke to him, he knew, this, this, is, this is different. He says, to this end was I born. And for this purpose, I came into the world to testify to the truth. And Pilate says, what is truth? What are you talking about? Amazing. But that's the mouth and the wisdom that God wants to give to every one of his child. Not just Peter. I like when T.L. Osborne, you know, when I heard him the first time, because every time people talk about Peter, we always use the word apostle. I mean, that's what was apostle Peter. I heard him say, brother Peter. I said, that's nice. Brother Peter. Brother Paul. And he's talking about the apostle Paul. He called him like he's his brother. And said, in my mind, I wasn't saying, who do you think you are, calling? That's Apostle Paul, who's your, not your brother. But yeah, he's our brother. Amen? He was saved with the same blood. No different. He just happened to, give, to have given himself more to the understanding of what God had done. And I want to I mean, I get there. I really want to get there. I really want to get there before I depart from this life. I'll give you a mouth and the wisdom. There's something in the public close here tonight. No, I see you have some time. <laughs> okay. This wisdom c- comes from your heart where God shows you things that are not natural. And I'm telling you tonight and I'm challenging you tonight, every one of you here, Let God show you something unusual. Won't make sense to you, but act on it. Act on it. Act on it. It is the wisdom of God. Last night, we had a a family in our home. And uh, one of them was testifying. And I'm going back to that scripture I wanted to read. But um, he was somewhere and... um, in a taxi cab, or so, if I understood the story correctly. And um, he was going through something and wanted God to speak. And this taxi cab driver immediately reached and started prophesying to him, and telling him what he had already prayed to God. You have to speak to me or something. And the guy said, "Well, the Lord told me to tell you." And he went on, but everybody else was listening. And I said to the, to that was real. He says that's what he wanted from God wanted God to say something to him and the guy said pastor I've been telling us to to obey when God says to do this and he did it and he was right it was what that man had prayed for exactly the prayer answered by this guy and I thought he felt the, the one who received the message from this cab driver was really pleased because God had answered but I also felt like everybody else that was sitting in the van listening, said, I wish it was God speaking to me. But do you have something for me, son? Has God said anything to you about me? <laughs> I would like to hear something, right? But that's because this fellow obeyed God. And it seemed like that was the first time God used his mouth and wisdom. Not natural wisdom, to transform somebody's life. And I also believe that those sitting in that van, they possibly thinking, this is real. I want something from this God myself. You never can tell what God would do with your mouth and the wisdom that he's given to you. It's the wisdom of God in a mystery. Amen? It's the wisdom of God in a mystery. You know, Jesus went into uh, uh, the synagogue to preach. I believe he went back to Nazareth. And they knew him, and they grew up with him. They so, saw him, I'm sure some of the older guys saw him growing up, and, uh, and then he became this person, and they were wondering. And this is what they said about him. And I need you to take the part that talks about wisdom, so you understand how powerful, when God says he has become wisdom to us, how powerful this is. You see, they have understanding that we don't have in our time those in the time of jesus they knew for example that the sickness the blind person is not just blind but that that's the result of a demon hello today they will be dragging you from one hospital to another hospital so that the demon will leave your eyes you are not going to use uh, the uh, surgical knife uh, to deliver the man from a demon you need the holy spirit but in that time, they understood. They knew. it wasn't. This is not an ordinary blinded. This is a demon. Please cast the demon off. So my son can see. We don't have that understanding. That's my point. They have understanding in that time that we don't have. And may God give us the same understanding. Amen. But look at what it says. In Mark chapter 6 verse 2. It says, and when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue, And many hearing hearing him were astonished. In other words, they were amazed, saying, where did this man get these things? That's the wisdom Jesus was talking about, amen? Where did this man get these things? We know this fellow. He never went to college. He wasn't with Gamaliel and all of those people. Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this, which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands. How were the mighty works performed? By the wisdom that was given to him. Hello? They understood he was able to do those mighty works and miracles because some kind of unusual wisdom has been delivered to him. And they're asking, where did he get this wisdom from? What we need is the wisdom. His words and the signs. Where did he get these things? And what wisdom is this? This is a different kind of wisdom. When you have this kind of divine wisdom, then your hands will begin to do mighty signs Can i hear an amen that's what we need I, I don't understand that fully but god whatever it is please let me have a little of it or more of it baptize me with it so i can that's what happened but in his time the people knew it was that wisdom that was given to him it was they knew him in nazareth But now something has happened to him and they were amazed, astonished, amazed. Where did he get these things? May that be spoken about your life in Jesus' name. May people speak that about you. Those at work, may they see the wisdom of God in your life at work so that they begin to marvel and they want to go to your God. That's what this thing is all about. That's what this thing is all about. But you know... Jesus said, blessed are they that what hunger and thirst after righteousness they shall be filled. That's the problem. You just want to be ordinary. Just want to go to church and sit in the pew. And the day you don't like the pastor, we'll move to another church where you like the pastor. We can live that way. You got to settle it. I'm going to seek the face of God. And God said, if you seek me you will find me if you seek me with all of your heart you will find me that's a guarantee if you seek god no matter where you are tonight no matter how tough the situation is i'm telling you if god is god if you set yourself apart lock yourself in a room and you say i'm tired of this i'm going to look for god i'm not going to eat if he kills me you get hungry believe me you smell hamburger and you never smell hamburger like that before in your life I'm telling you everything even the stuff you hated before will smell good <laughs> they smell good to you you like to curse everyone that is preparing anything like that around you please don't do that to me <laughs> it's great but, but if you really have a heart for it you can never come out of that room the same person There may not be any fireworks, but a wisdom will be delivered to you. It's like Jesus said, when you see God in the secret place, your father who sees in the secret place, who hears in the secret place, he is going to reward you openly. This is what this is all about. And I'm praying for our church members. I do that constantly. These days I pray a lot. That God will deliver to you first the hunger. The hunger. I'm not going to play games anymore. This is over now. Doesn't matter what pastor is doing or anybody else is doing. I'm going to run after God. I'm going to seek God. And if you do that, you will find him. And it won't be too long before people begin to realize something is different here. You will realize it yourself. Don't let your problems consume you god's bigger than your problem go to him and when his shadow shows up over you that problem will disappear his goodness will overwhelm your life that's what it is we are natural beings and i'm there with you there are many times you know you keep wondering even though you know where is god that's god and all of this thought goes through my head sometimes I speak in tongues and I tell myself <laughs> that this, this is not just me doing it. We take it as if it's just, we're so used to it. That's so, that's supernatural. And that tells me he's with me. Amen. So I encourage myself by just speaking in tongues. And then you get excited a little bit and then you start yelling in tongues. But don't let every anyone be around. Amen. <laughs> just yourself. Stand up with me tonight. Tell yourself tonight, I'm not going to remain the same. No matter what's going on in your life, the next week, the next month, I'm going to seek God. You may not even be aware that God is changing things in your life, but that's the way he is. Things are changing, and all of a sudden, you are where nobody, you didn't even expect yourself to be. But it's always as a result of hunger. The greatest fear I have is not a fear that I'm going to backslide. That was when I was new Christian. It's a fear that I will feel like I've, I'm satisfied and I'm okay. That's my fear. I'm okay. Everybody's say, speaking good things about you know what, what I had done, so you feel like I have arrived. That's my greatest fear because at that point, you're going nowhere. And most likely, if you're not stepping forward, you're going back. Neither hot nor cold. I want to be hot. Amen. Let's put our hands up to the Lord tonight and then speak to him from your heart what you desire. The primary thing is not to be barren. God doesn't like barrenness. The Jewish woman hated barrenness and cried out to God. Think about we're bringing people to God. That's fruitfulness. Be fruitful and multiply. May God give me wisdom so that I can bring more people to him to be a fruitful, a fruitful vine in His presence, that's the main thing. I want to be a fruitful vine. Notice, the vine fruitfulness is not dealing with money. A vine produces grapes that can also produce vine, right? That's what it is all about. I want to pr- I want to reproduce myself in God. I want to be fruitful. That's what that is. Father God, in Jesus' name, we need and believe in the wisdom of God that you have delivered to us. I pray, God, for every one of us here tonight, God. We want to enter into a covenant with you for wisdom that you have given us a mouth and wisdom that, that our enemies will not be able to gain say or resist. Thank you, God, for your promises. For your promises are great. And every promise of God in Christ is yes. And in Him, so let it be. So, Lord, we thank you. Because we know that you are with us tonight. And that we have received grace upon grace. And our lives have been transformed. We're different today. Because of your great kindness. And we love you tonight. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening.